here's the thing is like I have been doing um next topic is shadow work. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shadow work. Okay. So okay, this is sort of like I all, all these like YouTube people that I watch or like podcasts I listen to, a bunch of articles, whatever. I always I always see shadow work, shadow work, shadow work. And everybody talks about shadow work. And at first, like a long time ago, I was like, oh, that sounds like like what are you trying to call in demons it sounds just kind of dumb like the name the name is not a good name for it it's like shouldn't even be called that so what it is is it's supposed to be like you know you're supposed to learn to like love the worst parts about yourself and you're also supposed to be able to re um uh um like you're supposed to integrate your entire self basically um so here's some like I did some exercises in it this week. So I actually think I feel pretty good now, although it took a couple of days before I felt good. So what I did is like, um, this one was made up by me, but, uh, like integrating different exercises of other people that I've heard. But so I, I went into a meditative state and I, um, like one of my big, my, one of my personal big life themes is, um, like rejection and like abandonment kind of thing, you know? So I went to the, um, earliest times in which I, I felt those like, and it, and this is all about around dudes. And I think I was just doing it cause I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to like clear any weird emotional imbalances. If I have any for the new year, like, I just want to like, um, go at, uh, like dudehood or not dudehood, but like, couple them stuff or whatever with like a fresh slate like I don't want to have any like weird like emotional hang-ups so I decided to um like clear all that stuff so like I went back to like all like my old boyfriend breakups and stuff like that and would feel myself like as it was happening to me or whatever and then try to like take myself aside in that state allow myself to feel those emotions and then like reparent her like basically be like you're okay like this is gonna be like like re-explain stuff to her but I felt like that wasn't enough so then I did this thing where to the okay so in life there's there's they always there's we always are playing these three roles which I don't like playing roles it's like victim perpetrator or um savior role so I was like okay well I I didn't want to be the victim and then I also don't want whoever broke my heart or whatever to be the, the, the villain or whatever. So I would take like five-year-old Nikki would go and play with five-year-old ex-boyfriend and be like, and realize that they are a spirit too. And they had their own thing. And like, that's like, it, that was like what was best for them at the time. And like, we basically would play together and forgive each other and be like, cool, peace, move on. And then I even at the very end found out, like, I was like, okay, I have to go even further back. And it was like, I went back to like my parents divorced when I was like 15. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with my dad, but like, you know, he's like, he's still like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, oh, dang it. I hate when my phone does that. I turned it off on all this stuff and I'm still getting text messages on my computer. It's horrible. Anyway. Um, so I, I, I even went back and played with my five-year-old father, like as a five-year-old Nikki played with my five-year-old father and just tried mm -hmm. to like, and I think the exercise with that was just to, I wanted to come away with like having no ill will towards anybody because I do feel like we are, you know, we're all just playing roles for each other. 
So it's like everybody has, has done you a service, no matter what role they've played. And so anyway, it was, it was great. It, 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 and I cried a lot. I cried like a little baby. And so I cried so much that it made me like, you know, like, I've, I don't know if it was the last time you cried that hard, but where it's like, you kind of go <laughs> like that. And then, so like the next day, I, I felt like I had like been punched in the gut or something. It didn't feel, it took me like a day or two to where like I felt like physically cool. So that was weird. But then now I just feel very, um, it's a very zen, like, like neutral peace. place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good. That's awesome. You did serious work. Yeah. So I'm just going to try to turn my phone off one more second. So you said that you knew some people who, um, or how, how it doesn't, it's sometimes shadow work can be like really hard for people. Right. Well, it's funny. Well, first of all, yes, I'll, I'll answer that. Yeah, exactly. I th I've, I've heard that if you're doing, if you've had, especially if you've had really traumatic experiences when you're oh, dealing yeah. with very, very serious issues like abuse or, you know, parents that, you know, who knows, like all sorts of really, really traumatic experiences that when you're doing shadow work, it's hard, it, it might be hard to do it by yourself without having somebody get you through it because you can get stuck in the same kind of cycle again of, of playing those roles exactly like victim or bully or whatever going around. So, so it's just something to be aware of. And if you're able, able to do it by yourself is one thing, but sometimes you have to, you, some people can, it's just a serious work. Um, but I do need to tell you that as you were mentioning those three, like the three people that we play in the archetypes, I was like, wait a minute. I, did they, I was like, did you tell me this the other day when you were talking to me about the shadow work? No, you didn't. But I'm reading this book right now called um, The Four oh. Insights. And it, and it talks about like archetypes and how we take on roles in our lives. And one of the exercises, the book goes through different exercises and how to pretty much like master yourself. And one of them is... Um, burning all of the roles that you play, like write down every role that you can think of, um, at least 10, but if not more, roles that you play, like sister, daughter, you know, mm. like um, uh, flight attendant, like whatever it is that, whatever. And it could be also like a person who always gets upset at, you know, it doesn't have to be just a title of something in that way. Um, and then you, you go through this whole ritual thing and burn it and burn them. You write something and then burn it. Um, and so I was thinking of that, but then on this page, I don't know if you can see it, but it's exactly what yeah, you just said. Says, well, I saw bully. The top is like bully. Yep. Triangle of disempowerment. So there's the bully. There's, we always play these three roles, the perpetrator, the victim, and the rescuer. So when you constantly are either living those scripts or assigning those roles to other people, then you can never get really out of that, 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 that triangle. So the book talks about help, helping you to get beyond that and looking at it at this higher perspective. So there are these different perspectives and they're animals, like the, the, the basic survival one is the snake. The jaguar is the emotional one where you're able to ask, start asking questions about why something happened. Like, not just like, mm. oh, I, I, I want to eat right now. Why, why do I want to eat? Is it because I'm hungry and I'm feeling an emotional like gap or something? And so then you start asking questions and then there's the hummingbird level and then the highest level is the eagle. And the eagle is like, is seeing things from like, you could like an eagle can see something really close up and like pinpoint a tiny mouse or it could see the whole view. 
and the perspective from the outside of your body type of experience. Um, I don't remember well what the oh, hummingbird is, but those are the cool. two higher levels. But those, but that's where the level of like getting rid of those that triangle, getting outside the triangle, and looking at it from a different perspective. Well, see, I I want to try to be outside the triangle. Like I don't want to be a savior to anybody. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be a perpetrator. I just and it's it's actually harder than you think to like because right. because when you when you start thinking about um, like for instance, if someone's I noticed like when someone like if you're having a conversation with somebody and they're telling you their woes like a big tendency to me is to like always kind of um be sympathetic be not even just sympathetic but also like have suggestions and stuff like that and like right. a lot of times you're like okay no they don't need suggestions they don't want that like or, or even if they do or they don't it's not it's not my job to be your savior to figure it like it's just like but then you're kind of like, so it's, it's kind of hard because no matter what in life, you end up falling into roles. And it's not like, I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to help you because I can help you. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that you fall into these roles, whether you like it or not. Like, I mean, sometimes you doing your own path, somebody else had some expectation of you that whether warranted or not, like you not doing what they want you to do right. is, is being the perpetrator to them, you know? Exactly. No, that's true. It's true. And then how do you, and then in an example of that, like how do you just say to a person, like, just listen to them and listen to them, but then how do you not respond? Yeah. So you do wind up falling into those roles. Yeah. But well, I think, I, I think it's, it's almost inhumane not to be able to, because we're human and that's, right. that's what we do. It's like all the world's a stage, you know? I mean, sometimes, you know, just a funny thing. Sometimes when I when I get trapped in my head and I make up complete stories about situations and see all these events happening that aren't even that haven't even happened, they're just made up in my head. Um, sometimes, like when I catch myself doing it, which is the funny part, I'll just be like in my head, like great, <laughs> great, and then it'll be like, Bravo. thank you so and so for playing that. I really appreciate you. <laughs> like like I'm giving out the Oscars in my. Uh thought when I when I catch myself doing it but that's maybe the, <laughs> the way that you can step outside the triangle of like well all right I'm living this role but I can also see what's happening I like that and it also kind of makes it less serious <laughs> and you're like all right all right exactly. it down. <laughs> exactly like that was a great performance it made me cry like, oh. <laughs> so good <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, I, I, I do think that it's like, I don't want to judge being a human or like, yeah, this is a cool game to play. It's just sometimes, sometimes it's good to just sit back and be like the fourth thing that's just kind of like watching it happen and not, yeah. not let, you know. Exactly. Or if you're constantly playing one thing and attracting it to you, like, you know, maybe relationships that don't work, but they follow similar patterns to break, to break the pattern, you know, to step outside so that you can break the pattern. Mm -hmm yeah yeah so anyway it's the, the so that's that's my take on the, the shadow work stuff like i guess it's supposed to be just like kind of like you you're oh you should always constantly be um self-reflective i suppose but, mm -hmm. you know but i i hope i am i don't know i try to be but uh i guess you could always be more right yeah that's what that's what i'm looking into right now with Joe Dispenza's work. I'm I'm watch I'm watching the live series. Well, it's not live, but anyway, the um one of his older or recent 
um, conferences with with being super beyond supernatural or being supernatural, um, and it's it's it on a meditation. It's on no, no. It's on Gaia, but it's on Gaia. Oh. It's not on just Gaia. It's under events, past events. So it's a past event that he hosted, and um, it's a weekend like they they do. He does like long week. Uh, workshops, but this one was just a weekend, and you have to do like the preliminary weekend ones in order to do the longer ones, and the longer ones are for master, master level. But um, but the but a lot of what we're just doing right now, uh, after, each each episode is like an hour and a half or two hours, and then usually there's a there's a meditation at the end of it. But he calls you out on every single thing. I mean, not you know you, but like. It's, the it's, just, or yeah. just about how we are, about how, how our brain works. Cause he's, he's just been doing this for 25 years, studying brains and meditation, but not just that, but just how people break patterns. And, um, and the biggest thing is to watch your, watch your thoughts all the time. It's just to constantly say, Oh, I'm falling into that pattern again, or I'm doing that again. And then just stopping yourself in it. Because when you actually stop yourself and you're aware of that thought or that that action, then and just being aware of it already is changing neuron connections and changing and breaking old connections because you're rewiring your brain. You're actually like breaking that because you haven't fallen in, fell into that trap again. So if you're like, oh, I'm sitting in traffic, this stinks, you know, this is this is so annoying, but you find yourself doing that and you're aware that you're doing that, and it. it like you can start to actually change that and then you're actually changing pathways in your brain, which will make change more realistic. So, so yeah, I think that's the first thing is being, being aware. Yeah. I think, uh, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle, a video of his the other day, and he was saying something similar about how, like, um, like he realized that, uh, he was silent for, I don't know, like he, he didn't talk to another human being for like three years, a couple days. And then he was like, he realized that he, it, it, there was a constant conversation in his head the entire time. He didn't feel that he didn't talk to somebody. And I, I did that yesterday. Like I, I maybe had like very limited interact. I didn't have any phone conversations or I had very limited interactions with human beings. And I was kind of like going like, you don't feel it. You don't even notice it because you're constantly having like some internal dialogue going on. And so it is kind of interesting though, that, uh, I mean, to tie that back in, it's, it's, it's interesting how, unconsciously conscious we think about things you know we don't we just allow ourselves to just go into these like you said like these weird future stories about all this stuff that you're like wait like yeah why are we why are we yeah. having these thoughts or these internal dialogues and you can control like how or you can how about not control like you can discipline yourself to have exactly. way better thoughts than you do right that's the whole thing about this course that he's well these courses that he does and his talks about retraining the brain and disciplining yourself and getting beyond yourself because when you're sitting there in meditation like I want to move or the sound of your voice is annoying me and I can't stand you right now like he's like just wait because you if you control your body's controlling you at that point if you want to move or if you have to, you know you're, you who's controlling who like your mind or your body so then if you can stop your body and just control it like you would discipline an animal 
or train, train an animal, then you would be getting past yourself because you've made it to the next, like, oh, I'm, I broke free of that. I'm not, right. I'm not part of that anymore. It's pretty cool. It's a lot, it's, it's work, but it's like you said, it's discipline, I think more than anything. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely, um, I think uh, it's work that you should try. It's better than doing right. nothing, right? Yeah. Like for me, it's always, it's the fear of failing or the feel, fear of, that's part of it, of um, like self-sabotage, you know, because like I get to a point where I'm like, oh, I've come this far or even a little further than I've gone before, but uh, that's enough. Like I'll just bail, you know, or stop something or not follow through. And that's, we both want to follow the follow through thing. Like I definitely, for me, it's like, a, uh, I actually have like some sort of, um, oh, oh, is that like, oh, I got to chase that butterfly. No, that one, no, that. I, I, I have a passion for anything or something like for as long as that thought lasts. And then once that's gone, uh, I forget about that. I drop that and I move on to the next right. thing, you know, and it's, so it's really hard for me to like see something all the way through. Yes. There's, um, Deborah it's does a personal, it's just, right. It becomes personal to other people. So I, it means I, you know, right. No, well, it's, it's, it's also knowing yourself though. if you're aware that you do that, but there are different personalities. This is the four personalities that some people think like personality. Number one is, um, a person, maybe, maybe you're number one. I don't know, but like, um, who creates, who has really creative ideas and, and very creative person in general and like can start all these projects, gather people like center of attention, like just draws a lot, a lot of attention. And, and then one of the, the weaknesses of that side is not following through with it because they're able to initiate it. But if they're able to work together with other people or be very aware of it and disciplined, then they can get past it. But there are other people that might be able to like a number three is like, Oh, that person follows through and is just like, okay, what's the next step? What do we got to do next? All right, let's keep going. And is the, and is the one who's just going to keep driving it, even if they weren't the original idea seeker. So oh, I am definitely number one versus number three. What is this book? <laughs> Yeah, this is, um, it's Carol Tuttle, but she, this, her book, Remembering Wholeness, is the one that I like. I like the book, but she also writes other books, and uh, one of the, another book is Dressing Your Truth, or this thing that she does is Dressing Your Truth, and it's based around these four personality types, and so you should be dressing your personality, so your Wait, clothes, like physically, your clothes? Yeah, like she does a whole big thing about like changing haircuts and like physically getting into your full self. So supposedly, I, I did it with Deborah. Deborah did the course, and um, like she 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 facilitates the course, and and uh, supposedly like I'm a two one. So a two is more like kind of not like necessarily an introvert, but um, is like likes nature like likes looks a lot of quiet time like likes likes to be around people maybe too it's not like completely antisocial, but like maybe more reserved um you know kind of not like super emotional but like empathetic in a certain way i don't know i don't really i mean it's terrible i don't really know how to describe it fully but i just feel like yeah i'm kind of that but then and and then I feel like I'm also kind of other things too, but I would probably be like a two one. So you could be a combination. And then number four is like someone who's more rigid and is like black or white. No, it's yes or no, this way or that way. There maybe they have um, 
they're, they're the ones that are like keep accurate numbers, maybe like an accountant type. Okay. So also archetypes, you know, but right. those are, according to her, our four main personality types. I have this weird archetype where it's like, like, for instance, I would be a horrible astrologer or anybody because I can't, like, you just knew all four of what those four personality types was. If I read that book, I would, I, I'd identify which one I am and only focus on that. And then I would be able to tell you nothing about the other ones. Like, <laughs> I, like for instance, I'm a Gemini and I only know, like, I don't even know all of the months. Like, people will tell me, like, oh, I'm a Taurus or I'm a Pisces or and I'll be like, I have no idea what that means. Or, like, I, I know the names now. I know enough of the names. But I probably yeah. couldn't even name you all 12 if I sat here. I, like, I, I couldn't. Like, I can, I can tell you a little bit about Gemini. That's about it. It's just, like, <laughs> if it's my thing, I'm like, okay. If it's not, not sure. or if it's I dated, I, I dated, like, I've dated right. a Leo and somebody who's born in December. What's that? that's capricorn or or sagittarius maybe i don't know one of those other than that like i don't it's just because i would look up like if we're compatible sure of course otherwise no well i think that that's to go without saying for the most of us we do that unless if you're really an astrologer who's going to look up every single sign and like know what the signs are sometimes people will be like what's your sign and they'll be like a gemini they're like oh well i do i feel like yeah i kind of know the basics of signs but I don't think it's fair to just be like, I'm a Gemini. You'd be like, oh, you know, that's so. Well, so I mean, funny. I said, like, I feel like I could do that with anything. What are you, a cancer? Oh. Oh, okay. now I get it. <laughs> okay, that explains some things. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. But yeah. same thing with that, like, test that's like, oh, I'm an, okay, I'm an ENTJ or ENTP. Okay. I don't know what that thing is, but everybody seems to be an NP like a, they're either an INT, they're always an NT, an NT. I don't know what those other, I don't even know what the other letters are besides the other two. I know that you're either an I or an E or a J or a P at the end, but everybody's always an NT in the, in the middle, it feels like. But um, that, whatever, whatever that goofy test is that, that you take or whatever. Yes, it, it, I remember. It, I took it out last year, like a, yeah. Uh-huh for work are you an introvert or an extrovert? i'm like i can't memorize all this stuff i like astrology stuff and it's a lot of information <laughs> well it you know it helps you to know yourself i think it's the, the I, for me it's but always does it it also kind of is a separation tool though in the yeah. end it's kind of like you know you can be like yeah sometimes you're being an introvert sometimes you're just being a jerk like yes you know that's true right like, don't just be rude just because you don't like to be around people, you know, like uh, like for yeah. instance, I remember like I had using a, it as an excuse. Yeah, exactly. Like I had a boyfriend who at one point would um, uh, just like this was in college. This was like a young boyfriend, but it was like um, he would come into uh, my mom's house and like just go back to my bed. Like he wouldn't even say. We would all be sitting in the living room. He'd like come in the front door, walk past like me and like a couple of my siblings, and I'm like one of four. And then uh, my mom or whatever, and then he'd just go back into my room and they'd be like, Was, did he just, I'd be like, yeah, I, I guess, I, I don't know. And it'd be like, he'd be like, oh, sorry, I just don't feel like being around people all the time. Or, you know, I'm like, that's like, no, introvert does not equal, you could be rude. Those are two, those are not. No, yeah, totally not, thing. not at all. No. But I do feel not like acceptable. a lot of people like use these um, archetypes as crutches. Yeah. They're like okay, well, then this, this excuses the way, like, you know, how I can behave. 
Well, I think that that's part of what the book that I'm reading is talking about because it's like, well, um, you use that as an excuse for for always being the victim. Oh, these things always happen to me. And uh, it's just so terrible. I don't know why we find these guys or like whatever. Woe is me is the world. And then you're using right. that as an excuse or, and, or, or if you, have you ever tried to not, I don't like to give advice either because of the same reason why you just said, like, first of all, people don't take your advice. So what's the point of even giving it yeah, to them? That's true. Like, unless if they ask for your advice, probably advice is not wanted. So don't even give it. Um, so Recently, a friend was telling me that she was like, she said that she didn't really like, not that she didn't like where she lived, but that it wasn't like her thing. So I, I was thinking, but if, if I would offer something or if I had said something like, um, maybe, or not either agreeing or disagreeing, right. there wasn't any way of, I felt like there wasn't any way of changing her mind about what her thoughts were to it because she was kind of married to that thought so what so See, I was this, this is that. a lesson that's taken me a, like I, I it's this is like a 2019 maybe like a little bit 18 a little bit 19 like lesson where I'm kind of like yeah stop giving people advice Nikki like I especially unsolicited yes exactly because you're right like you could you can give it to them but it falls on deaf ears yeah. Yeah. And it just, and do people, is that what people really want anyway? You know, most people just want to be listened to. No. I think and that that's honestly, she's going to move when she's ready to, she's going right. to, you know, she's going right. to like, it's like, so yeah, I, I, I think you're right. They just want to be listened to. They need, um, what do you call it? Like they just need somebody to vent to a lot. I guess that, that is true. And I, and I think like, I don't know. You know how w when people complain and there are other people say that, well, well, don't engage when they're in complaining because I'm tired of like the same kind of going around in circles with the complaining, but I, but, but if somebody starts on it, like I'll either get into it. You should watch this Joe Dispenza stuff. He talks about like how you're, you know, you stay with your best friend, you know, cause you've best, been best friends for years and you can complain about the same things. And that's why you're best friends now, because you're just pretty much bitching about the same things that have always happened and like continue uh -huh. to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's true. But how do you start to say, well, I mean, this is still my best friend. I don't want to like, not, I don't want to engage in the bitching, but at the same time, I don't want to, not be friends with this person this is my best friend you know yeah no i mean i think we've talked about that before when we're, we've like like i definitely noticed that with my family like so like a large part of my bonding or not bonding but like my mom loves to bitch about people and things and places and and it's just kind of like you engage because that's the conversation and it's really hard to um i I, I do, I, for, for with her, I would just say point it out to her a lot of times. But then I also noticed that sometimes I made her feel bad and I didn't like making her feel bad. Or, right. you know, cause just cause I'm on like a, a journey to maybe not want that doesn't mean that that's what she's into, you know? Yeah, that's true. So exactly. I mean, if she so likes, then what? yeah, so if she likes to be a bitcher then I'll just kind of be like, uh-huh. Like, I mean, I just try to like, if I can, instead of like telling her stop doing that, or like, this is why I don't want to do that. I'm not going to parent her like I've, I've decided to just kind of be like 
okay, find something. I have other things that me and her are interested. Like we went to Egypt together. We have like a bunch of, she's interested in the archaeology stuff. So I'll just be like, oh, look at this new thing I found or whatever. And, and then I'll start talking about that. And then we can start talking about all of like ancient history and stuff like that. I'll, I, I veer it away from people, places and, and things that, you know, I, I, I just, because I can't handle the, um, the bitching that goes nowhere. Nothing changes. Right. It's just the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. It's, it's, well, I feel like even now being negative, being like, it's hard to change. It's hard, to, hard to know what to do. I feel like that's no, my but, same but, bitching but story. You can change. <laughs> the only, the only person and the only thing you have control of in your life is yourself. Like you have right. no control on how somebody else is going to react or take or handle anything you say. So all you can do is kind of just be like, okay, well, uh, in the past I have responded to their things like this. So I'm going to try this. I'm going to try like You just like, you know, it's like making a soup or something. You just got to try adding different ingredients. Like with right. that person, figure it out, like what it is that you're going to, you know, yeah, that's a good analogy. It's interesting because I was watching this thing the other day and ended up turning it off. Like it was some YouTube with this, um, Lewis, I don't know. He's like an ex, football player which like he's like the host kind of it's his, his podcast and he was interviewing this girl who was talking about like she's the same age as me and she's some psychologist or some psychiatrist and how you need healthy boundaries from people and that's why she doesn't talk to her family anymore and her family and this and that and I I was listening to that going like I just had to turn it off because I don't agree with that because we all here's the thing if you like diff, people are difficult okay we're all difficult so like if if people if you don't like a certain person or whatever, guess what? The world's going to send you that same person in another form. It's, mm -hmm. it's just kind of like we, there, there are all these archetypes that, that are repeated and you, you can't change a person, but you can change how you, how you interact with them. So instead of being like, Oh, I'm never talking to my family again because of whatever, uh, like I, uh, why don't you just sort of change the way in in which you interact? Like why why go so extreme? I mean, I guess that's their journey. That's cool. That's fine. But I I wouldn't be selling that on an on a podcast or a YouTube thing. And I yeah, yeah. and the, there's there is a whole big movement on you know just cutting out all toxic people or cutting out you know people that don't serve you and all this. I get that to an extent, like you can cut out the interaction you have with it, but there are still also humans who are hurting and suffering. And um, you, don't, you all, all I'm saying is like, just kind of like learn how to learn how to make their thing not bother you. Because ultimately, mm -hmm. if you think they're so toxic and they're so negative and all this, a lot of that too is like your judgment. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's, it's true. I think it's pretty complex because at, at what point do you think, I have to let go of a toxic person because they're really keeping me back and I need space and maybe I could go back to them eventually, but you have to give yourself years even before you can heal to be able to interact with them in a different way. Sometimes you have to remove yourself from the situation. So I don't completely disagree that she needed to do that. I don't know. I'm not going to judge anybody, right. you know, but yeah. on the other hand, I see what you're saying. If you, once you change, then you're going to interact differently with that person anyway. 
So it's always about self-work and it's like, well, okay, uh, as soon as, as, again, once I change and, and, and look at things differently or if I'm able to change, I'm not going to attract those people in my life anyway. They, they just, they won't come energetically because I'm a different energy. So you, if you, as you change your energy, you're just not going to be attracting that type of person anymore. So if you cut out a person and then make change and then you won't attract that same type of person again. Yeah, but I mean, there's still like the general public like we, you, we all still have to go to the grocery store. So, you know, you right. Gonna, yeah. But you yeah. don't have, you don't have relationships. You don't have to, you don't have, to have a relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just small interactions, but yeah. Those yeah. are tough and those are challenging enough. We're, they can be people. Yeah. 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 I know. I mean, everybody's all holy until they leave their house. It's easy to, you know, when you're at home, you're like, all right, I'm in my own energy. I got my own thing. And then all of a sudden you have to go face the real world and you're like, oh, okay, now it's going to be put to the test. I got to put into practice what I've been practicing. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like the other day I was at an airport. I think I was in LaGuardia and uh, I was, I had some ground time and I was, I was sitting, there was, I was, I was there first. Let me just preface that. Like there was this empty row and I sat like two seats over this um, woman in a wheelchair pulls up to the edge and then her husband or something sits down on the, on the, on the, on the chair next to the end. But I was still like one over and my suitcase was in the middle one. So there was a, a, a space in between us. There's like empty rows everywhere. All right. And uh, he, he keeps on like shuffling in his seat, like acting all come a discomfortable. And finally he, uh, says to his wife, he's like, well, maybe if I had a little bit more room over here. And he was like t talking, like basically telling me to move my suitcase from the, that second seat or whatever. And I was just like, okay. I just, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And I just moved it and went on. But uh, it's weird that it, bo it bothered me a lot because I was just like, on one hand, I should have been perceptive and been like, oh, like these, these people want to, are, are going to be here. I'm going to move to other empty ones. But instead I was, you know, engaged in doing something else. Like I didn't really, I mean, plus I, like they disturbed my area. It wasn't like I came up and sat down next to them. So, yeah. I, it, but it is, it is interesting how you get these little like, um, irritation triggers, like, yeah, triggers yeah. that you, you like, you don't even ask. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're like, oh you know what yeah you're like just happily sitting there minding your own business and somebody went out of their way to trigger you like for no apparent reason of your own but you can still reflect on what am i learning from that what what did i get out of that why first of all like why did it trigger me and what what you know how can i let it go there's so many things to get out of these small little things if you choose to you know but they keep happening they'll just keep happening until you finally one day take a look at it and, and kind of get through it i think because otherwise they're just going to constantly happen they're always going to happen those little triggers well and like sometimes it may not be your life lesson it may be theirs you never know it doesn't matter like like you're going to have interactions with crazy right. things for who knows what I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Well, there's also, there's a lot of strange energies going around right now. There's a lot of strange, intense energy. We're at the full moon too. People are, are a little bit like irritable at the full moon. You know, there's lots of uh, statistics about crime rates up and all that kind of stuff. So people are stranger. Sorry.